Hey, this is Carlos GGS from Guitar God Seekers. Welcome back to the show. What do we have for you today? Yes, we've got some cool stuff today. We've got legendary tricks, jaw-dropping tricks that will make your friends go, holy crap, you can play, man. These are the guitar tricks that will leave them impressed and, well, pretty much thinking you're a guitar god. Isn't that what you really want in the end? You want to be a little bit of a guitar god. Maybe you just want to play a little bit better. That's okay, too. You maybe want to be a guitar god in your own bedroom. I don't care, but you want to get better, and that's what I'm here to help you do. So today we're going to do some uh, quickie, cool stuff that looks really good when you're playing in front of people. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds good. Now, some stuff just sounds awesome when you're playing it, and that usually is the stuff you hear on the records that makes you go, what? And rewind that bad boy and play it again. Stuff like, uh, you know, some of those shred masters that are out there. But then, you know, there's stuff that just looks damn cool. It may not sound so damn cool, but it looks cool because it looks like you have technical prowess and control over the instrument. And that is ultimately what we're talking about here. So, in the key of E minor, let's do this bad boy, shall we? It's the uh, opening lick I started out there with. We're going to tap on the 12th fret, and we're going to do just the pentatonic E minor scale at the 5th fret. So you're going to tap on the 12th fret, and then you're going to ham uh, basically pull off to the open string. And then hammer on up to the 5th to the 7th. Now, wide intervals like this sound really cool. They sound cool because the ear is going, hey, wait a minute. He's going from there to there to there and all the way back to there. It sounds like you're going really far and you're traveling really far in a short period of time, which sounds cool. It sounds fast and it sounds wild to the ear, especially if you go right back to the same general position as the opening note. So in this case, I hit with a 12th fret, hammer on up. So I pull off actually at the 12th. Sorry, I hammer on and pull off at the 12th. And you can just do that. Sounds pretty cool because it's the octave, right? It's also one of the notes, the E note, the root note of the E minor scale. So we're going to hammer on, pull off, and then hammer back on to the fifth and the seventh. And of course, this doesn't have any picking in it. It's just a quick little run. And you can just do that. But what we're going to do is we're going to go across the string. So we're going to tap on the twelfth fret of the B string. Hammer on at the or pull, hammer on and pull off, of course, to the open string, just like we did with the E string. And now we're going to hammer on fifth fret, eighth fret on the B, and then pull back off. So we're basically going across all six strings in the pentatonic scale at that fret. Now, if you're not familiar with what that position is, it's the third position of the pentatonic scale, and here are the notes. Five to seven, five eight on the B, four seven on the G, five seven on the D, five seven on the A, five seven on the E. Okay, so you could do, you could do just those strings without even hammering on. Now, I'd like to do this. This is actually part of my quote-unquote style, I guess you'd call it. Everybody has to develop their own, and this is part of the cool thing I like to do, is stay staying in the actual uh, scale. I like to basically uh, work those wide intervals, the open strings. Gary Moore does this a lot. Of course, Eddie's done this quite a bit. Now, what Eddie does that's kind of interesting is he likes to stay symmetrical. His patterns go the same all the way across the strings. If you know the opening to Hot for Teacher, you'll know that the uh, end of that riff goes a little bit like this. which is basically 5th, uh, 7th, and 8th across all six strings. 
which you can do with an open string too. It's just kind of cool. So there's all sorts of options right around there on the fifth fret. Now he, the um, Hopper teacher is primarily in F sharp minor, but that sequence he does is kind of symmetrical. And it's the same thing with the opening uh, riff. So the opening of that, he's doing a lot. Uh, the pattern itself is not in any particular key. It's just wide and open, and it sounds cool because of the intervals in it. He just keeps whole, whole note intervals in between each one of those notes. So, I mean, Eddie even says it himself, is that you can basically, if you're playing notes fast enough, you don't have to worry about dissonance. And what he says is that if you're uh, falling down the stairs, as long as you land on your feet, you're okay. That's the way he explains playing a guitar solo. And that's what makes his guitar solos... Sounds so different and interesting to the ears because he's hitting notes that are outside the key, but they still sound good. Why? Because he doesn't emphasize them. And that's the key to playing dissonant notes. If you're playing notes that are outside the key of a song, in this case E minor, uh, I could play the sixth fret, which is not in E. It just sounds dissonant to the ear, even me doing that interval right there, E to, e to uh, A sharp. It's weird. But it is the what? It's the blue note. It's the flatted fifth. So if I do it fast enough, it has a bluesy kind of sound. All right? Sounds pretty cool that way. So everything in its own context can sound cool. That's why chromatic stuff can sound cool too, as long as you don't emphasize all the notes. You're going fast through all of them. You don't have to worry about it. Something like, um, oh, I don't know, something like... Okay, it could sound cool in the right context because it's just going quickly through those notes. It sounds kind of like a cascading waterfall. All right, so back to jaw-dropping tricks. There's one of them. Basically playing wide open intervals and just tapping your way all the way across the fretboard. And you can do that for the whole uh, pentatonic scale just by tapping on the 12th all the way across, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12 on all strings, and then the use the pentatonic position and the open position. So it goes... So there you go. And I'm always a little bit random with those, so I'm never really exactly on, uh, you know, three count or whatever on each string. I probably should work on that a little bit more, but it does sound cool as long as you're feeling the rhythm of the song, you're staying within the limits of each bar, and you're feeling that so that you don't end your solo in the middle of the next chorus coming up or the, you know, the, you're supposed to be out of the lead break and you're still playing. You got to know where you are within the song. Now, that was one cool thing, and that does look very cool, by the way. You can do that on all the positions. You can shift up to the next one, the fourth position, and play that, too. And you could even uh, do some sliding stuff, and that's what I'm going to tell you to do next. This kind of builds on last week, is you tap and slide your finger all the way up the frets, and you kind of pull off at an undetermined location. You just pull up somewhere high on the neck. So it'll sound something like this. Now all I did there was just slide my my I use my ring or my middle finger for tapping because I can hold the pick and still tap and go right back to picking. You just basically tap your your uh, tapping hand, your right hand, somewhere. Make it fairly consistent. Make it a a, a 
note that's in the key, but then slide up to anything after that. Just slide up quick, and it sounds pretty cool. And it looks really cool when you play it that way. So there's number two trick. So try that in various key, uh, various keys and various positions, of course. Again, in E minor, we could do it. Um, here's a trickier way of doing it. You're going to tap on the high E string at the 15th fret and basically pull off to the 5th and 7th, or, well, pull off to the open string and then tap 5 and 7. And then you're going to slide up. So it's tap 15, pull off. Then hammer on to the 5th. Then hammer on to the 7th. Now what am I doing? I'm tapping actually uh, the notes at the end of the first position, or if you'd like to look at it this way, it's the start of the second position, pentatonic notes. And those notes are, of course, going across the strings from the high E down to the low E. High E would be 15th fret, B would be 15th fret, G would be 14th fret, D would be 14th fret, A would be 14th fret, and low E would be 15th fret again. Okay, so those are the frets you're tapping with your right hand. And on the left hand, you're just doing that same third position pentatonic I just told you about, which is 5-7, 5-8, 5-8, or 4-8, four, 4-7. Four, 5-7, four, 5-7, five, seven, five, seven, five, seven. And I was kind of picking that with my uh, tapping fingers. So here it goes. Here's what it sounds like. It sounds a little bit crazy and weird. It sounds kind of whack if you ask me, but it's got that bizarre kind of sound. And all those notes are in the key. I'm just sliding up from the top notes uh, and in, I'm staying on a particular scale. And this is, by the way, a great way to really learn your pentatonic and really any scale is to tap on it with your right hand in another position while your left hand is playing it in a completely different position because now you're having to think in two separate shapes, if you will. And that's really, really effective for your learning. Really, really quick way of learning your scales much, much faster. Practice that for an hour and you're going to really see major improvement in your visualization of your scales. So there you go, there's another cool trick. What's another cool trick? Well, here's one that I like to do. I call it the, um, the, <laughs> the knuckle wrap, basically, because I'll do it with my knuckles. Most often I'll do it with my fingertips and I'll also do it with the side of my hand. Basically, you kind of slam your hand down on the strings on the fretboard at a certain place and slide them up again. Okay, so I'm playing along, I'm playing my little bluesy whatever. And what I did there was I just knocked my knuckles on somewhere around the 10th or 12th fret and just slid up the strings. You can do this with just the tips of your fingers. Uh, you can do a double stop. So again, I'm at the uh, third position pentatonic E minor. Those notes there. So I'm playing along. And I just tap my... Uh, finger on the 12th fret and did a little double stop slide. So I'm hitting two strings and sliding them up. It's got that whoop sound to it. It's kind of cool. This is kind of Steve Vyish territory because he's legendary for the sounds he can make a guitar do, <laughs> make a guitar sound. Um, and that's from infinite amount of time he spent practicing. And he even admits himself, he probably over-practiced, but look at what the man can do. So there you go, another little jaw-dropping cool trick you can do, and these are vi very visual. Another thing you can do is to trill with your left hand, 
Uh, let's pick another position of E minor. Let's do 14, 12 with the left hand. Only now we're going to trill and pull off. And your right hand is going to fret the fifth fret on the G string. So we're 14 and 12 with your left hand. And you can trill or do whatever you like there. And you're going to pull off to the fifth fret where your right hand is already uh, ready to go. It's basically holding it down the fifth fret. And all I'm doing there is I'm sliding my right hand up and down. And you can do this in key or chromatically, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can do... Which is kind of cool. Here's another thing for you guys that don't have a tremolo bar on your guitar, which might be one person out there. <laughs> Seriously, there are some times when you're playing on a guitar that doesn't have a whammy and you want to have that whammy-like effect. Um, what I do is I will play something like a trill with my left hand. Again, 14th and 12th fret on the G string. And I reach over my right hand and I bend the string down lower on the neck, somewhere on the 7th fret. Which is another cool effect. I've done that on several things. I can't remember who I saw doing that once a long time ago. But I thought that was a cool effect. And it allows you to play that little uh, whammy-like effect of bending the note with a, a bit of a, uh, um, a smooth transition. And it sounds pretty cool. So there you go. Some of those are some really cool visual tricks, especially when you can be moving and crossing your arms like that because people aren't used to seeing guitarists do that. They're used to seeing left hand playing fretted notes, right hand picking away and strumming away. When you switch them up like that, it's going to look pretty cool, especially if you can cross positions with them. So there you go. Some cool jaw dropping tricks. I'm going to give you more of those coming up. Yes. Yeah, so stay tuned because i got some cool stuff to show you. Before I go, I want to leave you with some uh, some tips. Last week I talked a bit about how to buy stuff on the internet, and I'm going to give you some more tips and tricks for doing that right now. First of all, you want to stay within your budget because like any aspiring guitarist and musician, you probably don't have a whole lot of cashola to spend. If you're lucky, you do, but if you're not, well, maybe you need to be on a budget, and that's fine. you got to get good stuff too. So here are some of my rules. Number one, always buy used stuff if you can. This is kind of the golden rule of guitarist buying gear. You'd be amazed at what you can find and what you can afford if you don't mind that somebody else had it before you. All right, great guitars and amps can be found on the used market for you know less than half of the retail price. And the best part is if you pick up a guitar that way, it's already set up and ready to play and broken in. Number two is research, 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 research stuff on the internet. One of the ways I forgot to tell you that you need to research if you're looking for equipment is Number one, look up the manual on the internet. Now all these PDFs are published on the internet. Just do a Google search of the name of whatever it is and the word manual or PDF for you know Adobe's PDF format. Try that out and see what you find because reading the manual for the thing you want to buy will tell you a lot more about whether you want to get it. In some cases, it tells you about cool stuff you didn't know it could do, and that just clinches it, and you're going to buy it. And the other side of it is sometimes you read about something that's a limitation, and you realize, oh, crap, I'm so glad I didn't buy this because it can't do what I need it to do. I've had that happen, and it's cool to be able to figure it out before you went and bought it, and then you have to put it up on eBay because you can't send it back. Um, another thing to do is to look up images of it in Google Image Search. Look at the front and look at the back of, of equipment, especially rack equipment. You can see what it's got in terms of jacks and buttons, and you get a real feel for it that way. So look at images of the item that you want. 
Number three tip for you is don't be afraid of cheap alternatives. There are a lot of things out there that are really pretty damn good. Um, there's that saying, you get what you pay for. Well, it doesn't always apply in things like guitar pedals. If you've ever tried a guitar pedal, sometimes you can find some pretty whacked out stuff out there, some really um, freaky pedals that sound just great. And you'll see that some of the musicians out there have found their equipment that way. So do it that way if you can. Jump on eBay, do a search for distortion pedal and see what you come up with. You're going to find some stuff you didn't even know existed out there. That's how I found a ton of great distortion pedals when I was actually researching to get my sound and I wanted the best sound and I tried a ton of pedals. Got some off of eBay. Some of them I had to put back up and resell, but I didn't even know they existed until I did a search out there. So use eBay that way. Great research marketing there and uh, just a great way to find good stuff. And of course, know your stuff and go and look in places you wouldn't look normally. If you see a guitar or a garage sale, rather, go stop off and take a look. You never know. Some guy might be dropping some cool stuff on the table you you wouldn't have found if you didn't go looking. And if you read any interviews with guitarists and other musicians, you know that they find stuff that way. They found guitars that way. They found some pretty whack stuff in garage sales and hard to find places, you know, so flea markets even. All right. So some great tips for you there to find good stuff. And if you want to get better playing, you know what to do, don't you? You got to go over to guitargodsecrets.com. Go on over there right now. Get your free training video on the number one practice hack. I'm going to have more of those cool tips for you very, very soon. So go on over and get that. But most of all, you're going to be getting on my newsletter and you're going to be finding out cool stuff. I'm not going to spam you because that's a douchey thing to do, and I wouldn't do that to you. But there's some great stuff to be found, and I'll be letting you know about some of these videos before anybody else. So get on it. Go on over to www.guitargodsecrets.com and get your number one free practice hack. Guitargodsecrets.com forward slash video if you really want to get down and dirty with it. I've got the offer sitting right there waiting for you. I'll be talking again soon. This is Carlos. GGS from Guitar God Secrets. If you want anything in particular, anything special for me to cover, be sure and comment on the videos. Let me know what you think. And, of course, on this podcast. I'll be talking to you soon. Live to play, play to live. GuitarGodSecrets.com, Guitar God Secrets podcast, and YouTube content, and all content herein is copyright Morpheus Productions, LLC. Feel free to contact Carlos at Carlos at GuitarGodSecrets.com. We welcome your comments, suggestions, and questions, and your donations. Live to play, play to live.